This segment of the Cliff Notes Podcast is sponsored by the Maryville Forum Sports Section. The Maryville Forum provides coverage of the Maryville, Platte Valley, Nottoway Valley, Worth County, and Northwest Missouri State football teams each week in print and digital. The Forum is proud to cover all sports for Maryville, Platte Valley, North Nottoway, Northeast Nottoway, Nottoway Valley High Schools, and Northwest Missouri State University. A year-long subscription to the Forum is only $35. Go to MaryvilleForum.com to get yours today. Coming up on the Cliff Notes Podcast, Week 8 pregame show, Stanbury and East Atchison lock up in an eight-man top five matchup. Plus, there's a new number one at the top of the eight-man football state rankings. Plus... A. Atchison County head coach Alex Thornburg stops by the show to talk about his Tigers. That and so much more on the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 8 pregame show. And welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. This is segment three, our third and final segment where we talk about eight-man football and Kansas football. I am your host, Clifton Grooms, let's not waste any more time. Before we preview week eight, let's look back at week seven. LeBlanc was able to get a 40-20 win over Nottoway Valley. St. Mary's Academy over St. Joe Christian, 49-16. North Shelby over Stanbury in a low-scoring game, 14-13. Worth County puts 92 on Pattonsburg as they win 92-6. North Andrew over Albany, 66-40. King City over Schuyler County, 72-0. South Hold over Mound City, 24-20. Platte Valley over DeKalb, 66-18. Rockport, 68. Southwest Livingston, 14. And then the Kansas scores. Valley Heights shuts out Troy, 12-0. Atchison, another win on the win column over Sumner, 35-14. ACCHS over Riverside, 32-13. Hort. Holton over Hiawatha, 48-14. Nemaha Central all over Bar Hill, 67-6. And then Centralia over Horton, 35-7. That is it for our Week 7 scores. We're going to look ahead to Week 8 after a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Cliff Notes Podcast Week 8 pregame show. And welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. This is our third and final segment of the Week 8 pregame show we're going to we're going to run down all the matchups here for week 8 in 8 man football and in the state of Kansas. The first matchup that we're going to take a look at is Northland Christian at Bishop Ablon, the Golden Eagles looking to extend their 7 and 1 all season uh in a big game against Northland Christian. We had an opportunity to talk with the head coach of the Bishop Ablon Golden Eagles, that would be Chuck Davis. We talked about last week's game against Nottaway Valley and a look ahead to the challenge that faces them against Northland Christian. We're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We are here on the Week 8 pregame show. It is the eight-man portion, and we are here with the head coach of the Bishop LeBlanc Golden Eagles. That would be Chuck Davis. Coach, welcome back again. Well, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to have you. Always a pleasure to talk about Golden Eagle football. So, um, Coach, um, last Friday night you ran your record at 6-1 on the regular season with a 40-20 to win over Nottoway Valley. Coach, just uh, walk through the game. You know, I think it was a little closer than the score showed. They're really big up front. Uh, I think our line did a good job utilizing our speed because if that was just a a blow-for-blow type game, we might not have stood a chance. Um, They had an unfortunate injury with the Bohannon kid in the third quarter. That was one of the more gruesome injuries I've seen. Uh, as a coach and you know he was he was tough the first thing he said when he got hurt was oh no I don't want to miss basketball so um, you know you hate to see a kid that's that much of a factor go out like that but um, I think we we kind of just withstood the storm a little bit like we've been doing and and uh, it ended in our favor well, Coach, like I said, you know, that, that win gets you to 6-1 and one on the regular season, real high up there in the district standings. Um, Coach, you get another opportunity to add on to that win total this week. Um, Northland Christian comes to town. Now, Northland Christian um, 
their first year in standalone eight-man football after the uh, 11-man co-op with, say, Joe Christian the last couple years. So, uh, Coach, uh, your thoughts on um, Coach Bass's um, Northland Christian team, and um, what can we expect on Friday? I think, uh, obviously, they have Dante Birch, who's one of the most athletic kids that we'll see all year, probably the fastest also. He's, I mean, he is he has a special type of speed. And I think Coach Bass is doing the right stuff up there. You know, it's a new program, a newer school, new building. You know, they don't have a weight room yet. They don't have a football field. So, you know, we were watching film, and and uh, our kids said, you know, are they in the light or the dark jerseys? And I said, well, anytime you see them, they're going to be in light because they don't have a home field. So just thinking about the, the amount they have to travel, what they have to do to even get practices in, you know, it's uh, it's an uphill battle for them. For this whole season so you gotta be proud of kids that come out and and continue to fight week in and week out with all the cards stacked against them so I think he's doing a good job building the foundations of what's going to be a good program and they're a lot better than their record shows also they're they're not somebody that we're taking lightly at all so I think it's going to be a good game we're going to see a lot of speed a lot of finesse style football a little different than uh you know, the 14-13 games of last week. So uh, it should be a fun one. Well, Coach, um, I think it's going to be a good game there. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. So once again, to talk about Golden Eagle football. And um, good luck to you guys um, the rest of the week in practice. And good luck to you guys against Northland Christian. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate you. And that was Golden Eagle Bishop of Golden Eagle head coach Chuck Davis there on that interview. The next matchup that – that's up on the schedule. St. Joe Christian on the road at Pattonsburg. The Lions are looking for their first win of the regular season, while Pattonsburg is looking to go 3-5 and five on the season. This is the big one, ladies and gentlemen, in eight-man football. Number four against number five, Stanbury on the road at East Atchison. Bulldogs coming off that loss last week to North Shelby, while East Atchison, they had a bye week last week. They were supposed to play Stewartsville Osborne, but that game had to be canceled. So, East Atchison definitely looking forward. They're looking to chop at the bit to get back into some action here. Coach Barons, Coach Hilton, both of them are brother-in-laws. So, this is going to be a big matchup there. Every time these two football teams hook up on the field, it's always an instant classic. And I think the two, I don't think the 2021 version will be any different. We had an opportunity to speak to both head coaches about this huge matchup. We're going to take it first with Stanbury head coach Shane Hilton. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast. We're continuing on with the eight-man portion of our Week 8 pregame show. We are previewing the big matchup this Friday night between Stanbury and East Atchison. We have the head coach of the Bulldogs with us. Shane Hilton is back on. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, week 8, I can't believe it's Week 8 already. We're getting closer to the tail end of the regular season. Um, a lot of football still left to play, and um some great games on the schedule. So, um, Coach, last week um, suffered your very first loss of the regular season, a very low-scoring game to North Shelby. Um, score you don't really see in eight-man football too much. 14-13 to 13 was the score. Um, Coach, just um, walk us through your thoughts on the game. Well, you know, you hit the nail on the head. It was a low-scoring game. It was uh... – it was one of those where I think if you talk to either coach, not not an overly clean game, you know, a lot of. Uh, in fact, I think we both had the ball inside the, in the, in the red zone uh, three times a piece and didn't put points on the board, you know, and that uh, that's not that's not what you want. I mean, obviously that tells to to pretty good defense uh, being played, but also it was, you know, a little bit of uh, you know just, just a little bit of sloppy play, and uh, you know, kudos to North Shelby, they're they're a solid team there. They're about as good as it, you know, for sure. We've seen all year along with King City, and um, they they had a long trip, and they came to our place, and you know they were able to get the victory, and it's something that uh, you know we we spent a lot of time this week talking about, and and hopefully we can learn from it and move forward. Well, absolutely. I I don't think really for you guys that there's no option but to move forward. Uh, this is a gauntlet, and your guys' schedule. Last week it was North Shelby. This week, another top five eight-man football team is on the schedule. East Atchison, you're on the road there. Um, a road trip to Fairfax for you guys to take on uh, Coach Barron's, your brother-in-law, his Wolves team. Coach, um, just um, your thoughts on film on East on EA and um, 
what do, what can we expect on Friday? Well, they're solid, you know, for sure. Again, it's not a team we have, you know, yet had a chance to play or had any common opponents against. But, you know, we know what we're getting. We know what they've got. Um, they're sound. They're going to, you know, they, they run a lot of the same stuff we run. Um, you know, we're, we're very similar in, in that regard. Um, you know, they got a lot of talent. And it's, you know, the last three, four years we played them, you know, last year playing them twice, um, ended up that they were both at our place. You know, they were as tight a game as you could possibly imagine, and it came down to the last, you know, the, the last plays of the game. And we're looking forward to another great game, you know. And, you know, like you said, you know, nice, tough end of the season. And they wouldn't have any other way, you know. I mean, you don't want to end up with, uh, you know, games where you don't know where you're at and get a false sense, you know. There's no doubt we get through, you know, last week and this week and, and the following that uh, we'll know where we stand for sure. Absolutely. Uh, definitely, uh Coach, I know it's going to be an exciting game. It is the uh, Missouri eight-man football game of the week. It will be on their Facebook page for those who aren't able to make it to the game there in Fairfax. But, um, Coach Hilton, thank you so much for um, taking a few minutes to talk about some Bulldog football. And um, good luck to you and your boys this week against EA. All right. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys covering us. Thank you so much, Coach Hilton, for uh, taking time to come on the podcast. Also, as I mentioned, we had an opportunity to talk with the head coach of the East Atchison Wolves, Aaron Marins. We talked about how what his team did last week in practice after their game with Stewartsville Osborne got canceled and look ahead to this huge matchup with Stanberry. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast. We are continuing on with our eight-man week eight pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the East Atchison Wolves. That would be Aaron Barron's coach. How are you? Doing great, Clifton. Uh, coach, um, last week, um, unfortunately, um, ended up having your game um, canceled last week against Stewartsville, Osborne, the wild cards. Um, so it wasn't able to get a game underneath your belt. Um, coach, um, what did you uh, what did you do last week, really? To uh, did you did you use that that off week really to try to get sharp a little bit um, heading into this game against Stanberry? Yeah, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, kind of what um, has kind of happened to Stewartsville, just, you know, missing some kids and some, some injuries. So, um, you know, you never you never like to see that. But, you know, we kind of used last week. We tried to find a game Tuesday evening into Wednesday uh, to see if we could find somebody to play kind of on short notice. Uh, once we found out that wasn't going to be the case, we, you know, we, we kind of – prep Stanberry a little bit. We use Wednesday kind of as a Monday with film and kind of a walkthrough and then uh, normal Thursday, gave him Friday off. You know, just kind of an extra few days to kind of get some some bumps and stuff healed up and uh, kind of clean up some things we were trying, uh, you know, on both sides of the ball. I know uh, it's a long season um, and I know um, probably I know it's not ideal to lose a game like that, but I'm sure probably you welcome the break a little bit definitely um, heading into the stretch run that um, you guys are about to go on and which brings me to this week you guys are at home it's a top five matchup in eight-man football Stanberry comes to town your brother-in-law coach Hilton is coming to town um coach just um talk about um the matchup what you've seen from the on film from the Bulldogs and what can we expect from this football game on Friday yeah, you know, uh, the last handful of times we've gotten together, um, you know, starting three years ago in the Mud Bowl uh, over at Stanberry, um, and then you know, kind of, kind of year they weren't, they were kind of down a little bit, and then two times last year, you know, these games have been uh, just phenomenal, down to the wire. Uh, you know, we haven't come out on top on those um, the last couple times, and you know, I, I expect a lot of the same. Uh, a lot of the guys that were on the field last year for the district title game and uh, and the uh, week eight game last year when we played them are on the field again for them and for us. And so, you know, the teams are familiar with each other, even though, you know, we're not in the same conference. Um, but, you know, similar schemes and just kind of similar styles of play, just uh, a lot of physicality, a lot of option stuff, a lot of ball control, and, um, you know, just trying to limit, uh, limit possessions and, and limit, um, you know, big plays. Well, this is going to be the eight-man football game of the week. If you can't make it out to the game, you can, you can stream it on the Missouri Eight-Man Football Facebook page where you can check out uh, the eight-man football game of the week. Coach, 
Um, thank you so much again for coming back on the podcast once again. It's always great to talk with you, and um, good luck to you and your boys the rest of the week in practice, and good luck to you guys on Friday against Stanbury. Hey, I really appreciate it. It should be a heck of a night over in Fairfax. I expect a lot of people there, so it should be a lot of fun. That was East Atchison head coach Aaron Barons. Now, remember, you can check this game out on the Missouri 8-Man Football Facebook page. That game will be streamed by Devin Albertson of the Missouri 8-Man Football. Next game that we're going to talk about, there's a new number one in 8-Man Football, and that is the Worth County Tigers. They will be taking their 7-0 record at home as North Andrew comes to town. North Andrew looking to go 3-2 in the GRC while looking to go 5-3 overall. We had an opportunity to talk to head coach of the Worth County Tigers, John Adwell, for the first time. He's making his first appearance on the podcast. We get to know him a little bit, talk about Worth County season up to, up to this point, and we look ahead to this week's big matchup with North Andrew. And we're here on the Cliff Dust Podcast. We are continuing on with our Week 8 pregame show. It is the eight-man portion. We are here for the first time this season with the head coach of the Worth County Tigers. That would be John Adwell. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Cliff? I'm doing great. I've been looking forward to interviewing you for a while. Um, we'll get into your guys' season here in just a few minutes. But um, first, what we like to do for first-time guests is um, get to know you a little bit. Get to know um, Coach Adwell. Um, talk about your coaching journey and um, how you got to Worth County. Well, um, yeah, I started out my coaching career over at uh, Trenton, Missouri. I was over there for 15 years. I coached with Wes Corey for several of them years. Um, I actually grew up in Worth County, um, and this is this is home to me. I came back to to be the principal back here at Worth County, my hometown, and uh, and for the last seven years, I've been a, a defensive coordinator for uh, Chris Healy and. Uh, you know, he took the he took the superintendent's job this year, and so that's kind of where we landed. I'm I'm the ended up being the head coach. Well, coach, you're definitely having a tremendous um, first year at the helm so far. Um, let's talk about your roster real quick. We'll start um, with the offensive side. I know a lot of the players play both sides of the ball, but um, I know you guys have several um, key players that a lot of people in eight man football know about, but. Um, Talk about your um, players on the offensive side and how they figure into that side of the football. Well, we've we, we've actually kind of tried to, to to spread our responsibilities out a little bit. We're fortunate enough; I think we're we're deep enough. We've got uh, our offensive lines; uh, they only play one way. Um, you know, at at our right guard, we've got uh, Dylan Wilmus. Uh, he's a senior, um, and then we at, at center we've got uh, Austin Pride. And then um, at our left guard, we've got Creed Wilcox. Um, and all three of them, you know, they, they only play offense. Um, we think that's – we've kind of grown grown them into being able to just be offensive players and, you know, kind of keep them a little fresher for later in games. Um, you know, in our tight ends, we've got uh, Dylan – or, yeah, Dylan McIntyre and uh, um, Jackson Rundy. Um, there are two tight ends that we, we play. And then – at quarterback, uh, obviously Aiden Gladstone, and then uh, Alex Reinhardt at tail, uh, fullback, and then our wingback is uh, um, um, well, coach or sir. I, I went blank here. <laughs> are we live? Uh, we are. We are definitely live. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. So definitely, there's a there's a lot of players on the roster, coach. So I'm sure probably um, you know and it, you know Levi Casabal. <laughs> That's totally okay. So, um, well, Coach, how do um, how do those players figure in on the defensive side of the football? Well, we've got we got four guys that we play both ways, and that's uh, Alex and Aiden and uh, um, uh, Dylan and uh, and Jackson. They all they play both ways. But then we have at nose we have our uh, Jace Latham. He plays nose. And then we have Dawson Board at the end, and um, and then we've got. Uh, see, I have nicknames for all these guys, and I'm I'm trying not to use their nicknames. That's why I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Tanner Ridge at another end. So, but uh, you know, you know, by playing our guys a lot of times one way, we feel like that it, you know we're trying to trying to keep some guys fresh, and and hopefully that you know wears some people down that way. 
Well, Coach, let's talk about your uh, regular season so far. Um, impressive start to the regular season, 7-0. and um, You guys picked up a big victory a couple weeks ago over King City, and um, that victory and um, that victory, I think, really helped you guys um, land. Uh, right now, you guys are the number one team in the eight-man football poll. Um, Coach, just talk about the performance of your football team so far this season. Well, you know, we, we were kind of flying under the radar a little bit, and we kind of enjoyed that. Um, we kind of knew what we had, but, uh, you know, I don't think it was out and about. You know, last year we we kind of underperformed, I think. You know, with, we fought, you know, quarantines and such and never really was able to play an entire game all year with uh, with our full team. And, um, you know, this year, um, you know, we've been able to stay ha- healthy so far, and you know, as long as we can keep doing that, I think, you know, we're not a bad team. We Obviously, we've got a lot of things we've got to – improve on each week um so you know as long as we can keep improving i think uh you know hopefully we can keep keep moving forward well coach you got another opportunity to move forward this week i mean um, i've talked about it with several coaches before uh the gauntlet that the grc is another tough opponent this week in north andrew i know this ain't the north andrew team that you know last year and the team in the past as far as record wise is concerned but they're still a formidable opponent so um What's your uh, scouting report? What have you seen from them as far as on film? And um, what can we expect from this football game on Friday night? Well, Coach Williams, he's gonna, he does a good job. He coaches the kids up right, and uh, he has for several years. You know, they're, they're, they're big and strong, and they'll come out and smack you in the mouth, and we've got to be prepared to be able to come back swinging, you know, and, and uh, you know, do our – get aligned right and do our assignments and uh, – you know, and hopefully, you know, you do them things. You hope you like to think that you're going to come out on the top end of things, you know, coach your kids up. But, uh, you know, they're definitely definitely a team that, uh, you know, they're going to do things right. And when teams do things right, you know, that gives them, you know, a fighting chance to come out on the other end on the good side. So, you know, we've got to, we've got to do our things right as well. Well, Coach, I'm definitely looking forward to that game. A um, couple big games for you this week. I know um, this week against North Andrew. And, um, I know we don't like to look ahead a little bit, but we got the big matchup next week against Stanbury. We'll be covering um, next week. Um, Coach, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast for the first time, talking about your um, football team. And uh, good luck to you and your boys the, this week and the rest of the week in practice. And um, good luck to you guys against North Andrew. Yeah, next time I think I'm going to have a uh, – I'm going to have my roster out there, so – whenever I do stumble on a kid's name. Because I got nicknames for every single one of these kids. I don't think it's probably appropriate for me to call them by their nicknames. <laughs> well, Coach, it definitely happens to the best of us. Um, thank you so much for um, coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you again right. next week. Yeah, thanks a lot, Cliff. Thanks a lot. Thanks for all you do. That was Worth County Tiger head coach John Edwell. Thank you so much, Coach, for joining the podcast for the very first time. We're going to run down the rest of the eight-man schedule here real quick. King City is on the road at Albany, and then the Highway 275, Rockport is at South Holt. Platte Valley is scheduled to be at Stewartsville, Osborne. Nottoway Valley is at Southwest Livingston, and then DeKalb is at Mound City. To look ahead to all the big matchups in eight-man football, we had an opportunity to talk with Devin Aberton and Anthony Crane to talk about all things eight-man football. We break down the big matchup between Stanbury and East Atchison, and we look ahead to numerous other games which have district and conference at implications. Here's our interview with Devin and Anthony right now. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast. We are still continuing on with the Week 8 pregame show. I cannot believe it's Week 8 already, and it's Week 8 with these gentlemen here. We got Devin Albertson and Anthony Crane of Missouri 8-Man Football here with us. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing pretty good. Well, uh, well, guys – we had a we had a pretty big week in eight man football last week. Um, number one Stanberry goes down, courtesy of North Shelby, last week. Um, gentlemen, just um, your thoughts on that ball game? Well, it was it was fun. It was physical. Um, a lot of defense. So uh, glad Devin step, skipped that one. Uh, you know, there were some mistakes. Um, a lot of things you can point at. Um, but it was very well balanced. Um, the officials really, you know, probably could have, you know, held off on some of the flags thrown. Um, but, it, you know, even then it wasn't one way or the other. Um, two just really physical teams. 
Um, and the shocking part to me was, you know, the physicality of North Shelby. Um, you know, we've, I've always thought that, you know, they had pretty good defense, um, but, you know, Stanbury is a whole different animal and they were able to match that, um, which was the impressive part. Stanbury is still really good. That game, you know, one point could have gone either way. Um, and, you know, that's kind of what they said at the end. Both teams had missed opportunities. Uh, I don't know how many times, um, you know, they turned the ball over on downs, you know, inside the uh, opponent's 10-yard line. Um, but, you know, again, that part of that's just, you know, the defense being played in that game. Um, and you know, it made uh, ranking these teams in the polls difficult just because of how close it was. And, you know, I know we talked about that should get easier with these games. But, you know, when it's a one-point game, it's really hard to, you know, judge that too much, you know. But uh, really fun game. And um, it's going to be interesting for Stanberry because that, that was – took a toll on them physically. I, I assume North Shelby too. Um, and we'll talk about, you know, their game this week, but that, that could have some implications on, you know, how they played this week. Yeah, absolutely. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Kyle Smith was on the field for North Shelby between him, Landon Bender and the other linebackers have for North Shelby. I heard they're a very physical and hard hitting team. They're just the second level coming up. They're really uh, kind of come up and whop you a little bit. So North Shelby, they're a physical team. They're a team that Anthony and I both thought were pretty good this year. We didn't know how good they were because they really know they beat Northwest Hughesville earlier this year. That game was kind of sloppy and from both sides kind of deal. So we didn't really know how good North Shelby was until week seven when they played Stanbury. It was a good uh, benchmark game for them. And they came out and played, I think, pretty well. Um, I, I think for the first three or four possessions for each team ended a punt. So I'm kind of glad I didn't go there at the same time. But I know it was a well-played football game. Uh, for both sides and um, seeing a 14-13 game in eight man is not normal whatsoever usually it seems to get at least to the 20s and 30s in close games like this kind of back and forth we've seen in the past even like Stanbury King City this year Worth County King City even like last year with Mount City and Southwest Living they got to the 30s at least still with good defense but there's some big plays it sounded like both teams really kept the top on the defense a little bit and kind of forced teams to go the full length of the field that's tough to do in eight man um going forward. So big win for North Shelby. And as Anthony said, ranking these top five teams is tough. It's like, yeah, Stanbury, they lost by one. How much do I want to punish them for losing by one? And how much do I want to reward other teams for being undefeated at the same time, but not playing as difficult to schedule? Like, how do you balance all of that? I bumped North Shelby number one in my rankings because the way I kind of thought it was, they traveled two and a half, three hours across the state against the number one team in the state we've had for most of the season and went toe-to-toe and beat them on their own home field. I give them a lot of credit for that. We'll see here in a couple weeks after Stanbury plays EA and Worth County if they stay healthy this stretch because Anthony said it's a physical football team. So we'll see what happens going forward. But it was a tough loss for Stanbury with that uh, going forward. Which is interesting because you thought Oric would be better than them. Just, you know. For Stoneburner, who reminded me of that on Friday night. I burned those records, um, so I don't know what he's talking about. So that was a mistake. I was I put a lot of faith in Coach Thacker and a lot of uh, stock in a Coach Bass leaving over at North Shelby. But Coach Tucky's done a great job, and they picked up where they took off last year. And um, I put a lot of stock in a Jackson Lunsford graduating and losing the big man in the middle, and they've done a great job without him. So credit to North Shelby. They had a lot of dudes coming back. Yeah, and that was really the impressive part was the way that – defensive line held up because the guys they have this year are not that big. I mean, they're big guys, but they're not, you know, they don't have his size and they just, yep. they stalemated them. Um, you know, that that's going to be the tricky part. Um, you know, you talked about kind of taking the top off of defenses and I'll comment on Stanbury real quick. Um, and I don't want to take anything away from Austin Schwebeck because he was really their offense. Um Friday night, like the big plays came from him, but they came from his feet. My concern will be once they get into games like this and districts, playoffs, however far they make it, um, there were there were opportunities for them to score on long passes, and he he just missed. Um, uh-huh. And that's something he's going to have to work on and try to correct um, because they could have scored twenty eight points. Um, but they just missed throws. And so that's got to be something they got to get worked out um, and really run out of time. But, you know, over the next few weeks, they got to figure that out. Definitely. Uh, that's uh, that with that um, North Shelby win over Stanbury, that puts North Shelby at number two in the eight man football poll. Worth County is up to number one, but 
gentlemen, we got a top five showdown this week. It has officially been named according to uh, Devin and you guys in the eight man football Twitter. It has been named the eight man football game of the week for week eight. We got Stanbury on the road. Who's number four now on the road at number five, East Atchison. And um, we talked about the strength of GRC kind of, you know, a little non non strength. The highway 275 has been this year. So this is a big game for EA. So, and I think it's a big game for Stanbury too, coming off last week. So um, gentlemen, your thoughts on the eight man football game of the week. I'll go first on this. I'm going to this game and I'm going to see a bunch of punts there in Fairfax. So it should be a good time. I couldn't do those back-to-back weeks there with the defense's slugfest, but I should get to see a good game this weekend. And uh, these teams know each other decently well. They've played the last couple of years in their non-conference matchup for EA. So um, East Ashton, I know they got wins over South Holt and Mound City and uh, Rockport as well. But I think those teams are very similar to the level that like Albany and kind of where North Andrew, I think South Holt and North Andrew are pretty comfortable, but I think the other teams are kind of around Albany. So they really haven't been challenged like Stanbury has been seeing King City and North Shelby. So I'm going to really look at the first quarter and just see how EA handles the upgrade in talent on the other side of the football. So I think over four quarters, they'll be fine. It's just if they can withstand that initial kind of, well, we're playing a better team kind of deal. I saw it last year with North Shelby when I saw them play North Andrew for the first their first kind of two tests of the year, like week five last year, I believe. And you can tell that first quarter, it was just different. They hadn't seen that style of play, that level of play all year. And after that, they kind of settled in. They still lost the game, but they settled in after that. And you can tell it affected them early on. I'm curious about the EA. I think they're well coached and they'd be prepared to go. I just think you have to be – for 15 to 18-year-old kids, it's a little different and just something new for them a little bit at the same time. So that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. I still think EA is a really good team. I know they might not <laughs> – people might not think that, but I think they're a really good football team. They're very good defensively. No one's taking that away from them. This is their moment, kind of like North Shelby last week, to kind of prove where they're at in the state kind of deal. This is their time to shine, and we'll see if they're up to the task. You know, I was disappointed last week with the amount of scoring in that game. I was really, really hoping for like eight to six. Even like six to nothing would have been beautiful. And I think Stanbury's defensive coordinator wanted the same thing. He was enjoying it as much as I was. That being said, that could be the case this week. Um, Because as great as North Shelby is defensively, I think, you know, East Ashton is even better. Um, but I also think that EA doesn't quite have the explosive, the guy who's really going to take over like a stone burner. Um, and that's not taking anything away from Josh Smith and Caleb Merriweather because they're great. Um, but, you know, like, you know, Coach Barons has said before, these two teams basically run the same offense, mm-hmm. um, which is going to lead to it being easier for each team to figure out what the other one's doing. Um, so really, I have no idea who's going to win this game. You know, even if I think if East Atchison loses, you know, similar to last year, I don't think we can take anything away from them. There's uh-huh. not going to be a lot of, hey, we told you you weren't that good. Um, because I think they are. Um, but this is also a big game for them because, like you said, all year they have pointed to, hey, no one respects us. And if you want to gain that respect and really, you know, take that respect, really, this is a big game for you to win. That being said, if you're Stanbury, you don't want to drop two in a row and then go to Grant City, you know, for that final week of the season because then things start spiraling a little bit um, because then you drop in districts and you you just don't want to do that in that district um, because they they may very well not win again this year if they're not careful. Yeah, for sure. And this is a big game. I know there's the brother-in-law rivalry between the head coaches and stuff like that. That's important. That's it's a it's a fun rivalry thing there. And the teams know each other a little bit. But for district seating, this team is in the same district, the death district they're in district four. Right now, EA is the two and Stanbury is the three. So even if Stanbury wins this week and loses next week, they'll get the two seed due to the head-to-head. So Stanbury, that loss last week didn't really hurt them as much in the standings because it's outside of districts and stuff like that. These two next two weeks are vital for Stanbury if they want to get the one or two seed in districts. They can't lose both of these games and do that. They can go one and one and get a two seed. You're going to play one of these teams again in a couple weeks in the semifinals kind of deal. The one seed in this district is so important because you avoid 
playing both EA and Worth or both EA and Stanbury, whatever it may be, you avoid at least one of them till the other side of the bracket kind of deal. So this game is vital for both of these teams that they want to have go to state kind of deal. First of all, you have more home games and your schedule is a little bit easier. It's not easy by any means, but it's easier than it would be any other way. So it's a huge game for both these teams. I expect the Fairfax to be rocking there on Friday night. It's going to be a big crowd and a little environment. It should be a lot of fun there. I can't wait to see uh, what the atmosphere is like there at Fairfax. Uh, that should definitely be a fun one there. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Uh, I know we got a lot of games with district implications, conference implications, all that stuff. Uh, way too many to mention here on the podcast, but I want you both to talk about uh, maybe your thoughts on some um, big games on your guys' mind other than the um, Stanbury East Atchison game. I'll go first with one game that I'm kind of looking at just for rankings in the top 10 that we kind of do and how we're going to look at teams. Lockwood and Archie. Archie's ranked number eight. Lockwood was ranked last week. Lost to St. Paul Luth in the game I was at last week um, by a wide margin there. I'm just kind of curious how Lockwood bounces back and how they play versus Archie. So we can kind of figure out the bottom of the top ten a little bit more and see if Archie deserves to stay in the top ten, if Lockwood deserves to get back in the top ten, where they kind of – those teams kind of sit with each other. That's kind of a game that's outside the region a little bit, but I think it's kind of interesting so we can kind of see what happens there. And also that game is for the two seed in district as well. The winner of that game will get the two seed and host the other team in a few weeks in the playoffs. So it's another interesting game. They're kind of fighting for seating there in district as well down south. Yeah, and for me, I want to talk about Appleton City and Liberal. Um, <laughs> You're not. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Battle of the Bulldogs, though. Should, could be a good one, you know. Yeah. I, I think the Bulldogs win that one. But uh, um, a couple of ones that, you know, kind of stick out to me uh, – you know, first is Oregon in North, uh, North Shelby. Mm-hmm. I think this is really, this is really important um, for Oric, um because in their, you know, they played Worth County and that did not go well for them. You know, I'm not going to say they've had a soft schedule because um, they've played some more difficult teams than maybe in years past. Um, but I think if you're them, you want to kind of get that taste out of your mouth. Um, because I imagine that's still lingering, even, you know, if you're beating up on, low, you know, teams that aren't as good. Um, I think it's a big game for them because they're a team that we were high on. You know, I don't know if I, you know, <laughs> I give Devin crap about it. Um, but, you know, picking Oric to win that conference isn't crazy um, just because of, you know, guys like Blake Buchanan um, and Jackson and then Thacker going there. Um, but my – I'm interested to see if they figured some things out in that Worth County game. Um, you know, maybe things that weren't working. Um, and this is a big test for them um, because if they lose this one, that's that's going to be a tough one to swallow once you get down the road and you face another one of these big opponents um, as far as confidence goes. Because I think after that Worth County game, they were hurting confidence-wise. Um, and, you know, I talked to a few of them. And you, you kind of try to explain to them, like, hey – Worth County is, you know, in my mind, the best team in the state. Um, but these are things you got to learn from. And we'll see if they have. Um, but as we saw from North Shelby, it's not going to be easy. Um, so that should be a fun one. Um, and then another one, speaking of Worth I County. I want to mention one more here. Take my other one. Uh, Rockport South Holt. Didn't know if you were going there, but that's a huge one here. Also in district number four. Right now, Rockport's the five seed and Southfield's the four. Uh, Rockport and Southfield both had the head to head to head over Platte Valley right now. Four district seedings. So you want to get to that four or five spot. That way you avoid an either one of the big three in the first round of the playoffs for you. So that winning this game is important for Southfield and Rockport to kind of get above that and stay above that six, seven line kind of deal. So I think Southfield is the favorite in this game. They're on a winning streak right now for starting one and two, losing to EA and Worth County, probably two of the best teams in the state. They've won every game other than those two games. So they've been really impressive here as late. Got a big win last week versus Mountain City. They got to beat Rockport this week, and Rockport has a big game versus Mountain City as well next week to kind of figure out where everybody's going to be at in District Number 4. That district has just so many just clumps of teams. Uh, just seeing how the mission of points there is going to be very interesting late in the year to see how it all works out. Yeah, and the one I was going to go to next was Worth County and North Andrew. I, th- I think, you know, Worth County is going to – probably win this one fairly easily. Um, but this is North Andrew team that is gaining confidence um, amongst some of the young guys. Um, you know, I talked to them at practice the other day. Um, and if you're Braxton Linville, who is one of the more impressive freshmen in the state, 
Um, You know, top 10, things are starting to slow down just a little bit. Um, That being said, he still points to King City and Stanbury as games that just were really fast to him. So that'll be interesting to see if he still feels that way against Worth County or if they can make it somewhat interesting because Worth County is a good defense. I mean, but they're not at that EA, North Shelby, Stanbury level. Um, And you have Hayden Ecker, who any coach in the state would love to have. So I think they can make this interesting. Um, Devin and I both love Coach Williams, uh, one of the more respected guys, and he knows what he's doing. So I think that one will be interesting. I think they have the capability to keep that one close for a while. That being Mm -hmm. said, the problem with Worth County is even if you stop the run, you got to deal with the pass and vice versa. And they're really good at doing both. Yeah, Aiden Gladstone, I was looking at his stats this week. I was putting stats in there. And he is so efficient throwing the ball. He had Reinhardt running. And even Gladstone running the ball has been really good this year as well. So, Worth County, their offense is just a machine kind of deal at this point. There's too many weapons for you to kind of stop at one time. It's kind of a pick your poison. And for North Andrew, I think they're kind of a year away kind of deal. And they have a lot of good younger players. I think next year they might be the team to beat kind of deal. So they're taking their lumps a little bit this year. And it's going to be a down year for North Andrew standards there, but it's still a pretty good team there. A loaded DRC with a lot of really good seniors in the conference. So, and they're, they're a team that might come around playoff time if they're, if they happen to get up to that four or five spot or maybe a six seed that you don't want to see them in the first round because they're going to be a pain in the butt to play because Coach Williams and his sons there, they, the style of play they run there at North Andrews, the pain in the butt to the game plan for in a playoff game because they're not going to go, to go away easily. So they're a team you might not want to play in the playoffs uh, later in the year, especially when Linville will have 10, 11 starts under his belt at that point. He's going to be really seasoned at that boy's a freshman, pretty much a sophomore at that point with that many starts in you. Um, so, and as Anthony said, I forget Braxton Linville's a freshman half the time. They'd ask, like, who's the best freshman? I started naming people off. I'm like, wait, I forgot about Linville completely. He's the best freshman in the state, and he's just so seasoned as a player and so mature kind of deal, you forget he's a freshman. So it's one thing that they do have in the back pocket there. I do think Worth County wins this game because they are that talented. But you never can out North Andrew for keeping a game close because it's what they do kind of deal. Yeah, and one of the guys I really uh, – they were high on uh, this past week and the past few weeks is Owen Graham. Um, yep. And Devin probably knows him more from basketball. Um, but he had, he, had, <laughs> he hadn't played football in, you know, four or five years and decided to come out as a senior. He is a big dude. I don't know, yeah. six, seven maybe. I mean, just a monster. Um, <laughs> and I think things are starting to click for him a little bit. Uh, defensively uh, stats are improving um, and he's starting to kind of get back in the groove of things Um, so I think you know North Andrew may lose this week uh, and then I can't you know I can't remember who they play in the final week of the season Um, but I think I pretty uh, yeah yeah yeah. so they'll get that win Um, and for them if they can continue as we've said from the beginning to get Linville and those guys experience um, get that confidence, um, and you play these tough teams, not going to win that district, but they could be a headache for some of those teams in that district. Also, one quick shout-out for the city of St. Joe. St. Joe Christian playing Pattonsburg this week, kind of a winnable game there for St. Joe Christian possibly. So they have King City Week 9, so if they want to get their first win back in eight-man this year, this is the kind of week to do it versus Pattonsburg. Uh, could be some points scored in that game kind of deal. Kind of Pat and Brady like to sling the ball around a little bit. So that's just in the game to kind of look out for in the city. I know Bishop of Blonde, they have Northland Christian. Bishop Blonde should be the big the favorites in that one, but another in-city team that could possibly get on the win. And I think it's big for LeBlanc. Um, yep. And you can't discredit teams for winning, but I don't think they've beaten teams like they should be. Um, Agreed. And, you know, I no disrespect to Nottaway Valley, but beating them 40 to 20 is not what you want to see. You know, being up on St. Joe Christian 16 and nothing at halftime, not where you want to be for a team that we kind of thought had some talent to make some noise. Mm-hmm. Um, they, Struggle. they, yeah, I mean, and, like that can't have it. Yeah. And so they, they, and we love Coach Bass. We understand what he's taken over with, guys, you know, a team mostly full of people that haven't played football. Um, so it's difficult. Yes. They, they need to beat them badly um, to get really some confidence going because that's a winnable district, or at least we thought so. But if you don't start playing um, at that level where, you know, 
we don't see Oric and King City is running away with it. And, you know, I've talked to Coach Davis. He, he understands what's being said. Um, and he's, you know, that's the bulletin board material. But we got to see if that material actually works. Um, because, you know, you can take what Devin and I say and use it to, you know, stoke that fire. But, if it, but you have to use that fire to beat these teams badly. Not that we want to see that. You know, Devin and I would love to see 20 games a week that are really good. But the sport is what it is. Yeah. And you have to beat these teams like your team to consider in that district. And as of late, they haven't. Yep. And they are the one seed right now in district number three ahead of Oregon and King City. But that could change in a hurry if King City wins out or Oregon, if they upset North Shelby, they could get enough points to pass you there in the standings if you lose to Northwest Usable next week or something like that. So LeBlanc's yeah. not out of the hood right now. Right now, district three goes through St. Joe, but it doesn't have to be that way if they don't kind of right the ship a little bit and just get back to where we thought LeBlanc was going to be. It's nothing that we think they're playing terrible kind of deal. They're still winning games. So it's still, they're still building a little bit there. They're just not doing it in the fashion that expected. And that's the burden of high expectations when you have a talented team kind of deal. So. Yeah. And and the Hughesville game is going to be an interesting one to end the season. Some good games last two weeks. I'm excited. Absolutely. We're getting closer, closer to district time guys. Um, a lot of, lot of, lot of content for eight man football. We got, uh, we got the Missouri eight man football Twitter page. We got the Missouri eight man football Facebook page. You can check out Stanbury and East Atchison on that. Um, we got the straight up sports, the podcast with Devin. We got um, the Anthony Crane podcast with Anthony Grant, Anthony, and um, shout out to Coach Cavan also um, on that podcast. And uh, lots Ooh, of lots of spreadsheets on the eight man football Twitter page. A lot of stuff. Devin and Anthony, both these guys just do absolutely a tremendous job. Definitely check out their work all across social media. Gentlemen, thank you guys so much. It's week eight. I'm really looking forward to um, really the next month talking with you guys, talking district football, talking state championship football, and um, I'm ready. So um, thank you guys so much for coming on, and we'll see you guys next week. Yep, absolutely. Thanks. The podcast will be back this week. Um, sorry if you didn't catch it last week. <laughs> Definitely check out Anthony's podcast. It's back this week. Gentlemen, thank you guys so much. That was Devin Alberton and Anthony Crane. You can follow them on Missouri 8-Man Football. You can follow them on the Twitter account there. That will do it for the 8-Man portion. We're going to run down the matchups here in Kansas. The first matchup that we're going to talk about is Republic County at ACCHS or Atchison County. That's a picture game. Um, Atchison County is 5-1 and one on the regular season under first-year head coach Alex Thornburg. And that's a pretty big accomplishment. They've actually done some really good things this season. They have a winning record for the first time since 2012, and they won their very first conference championship in a long and several years. They're on a Republican team who's been overall in 2-1 in the district. We had an opportunity to catch up with Coach Thornburg for the first time this season. He's about his team's progress, and we look ahead to this matchup with Republic County. Here on the Cliff Notes Podcast, we are here with our Kansas portion of the Week 8 in Missouri, Week 7 in Kansas. It is the pregame show for Week 8 overall. We have, for the very first time, the head coach of the Atchison County Tigers, Alex Thornburg, is with us. Coach, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, Coach. Um, the, the, your football program has tasted an incredible amount of success this season. We'll get into that here in just a few minutes. But, um, First of all, what we like to do for our first-time guests is we'll get to know you a little bit, who, who Coach Thorn, Thornburg is, and um, how you got into coaching, and um, how you got here to Atchison County. Yeah, so, you know, I uh, played my high school football at uh, Jefferson West um, in Meriden, um, just kind of just south of Atchison a little bit, um, south of Effingham. Um, played for a tremendous coach there. Um, Really, you know, a great mentor to me, uh, Steve Johnson. Um, he recently retired last year. And, uh, you know, he's, he's really the one, um, and really the whole coaching staff there at Jeff West uh, inspired me to get into coaching. Um, you, just the amount of change that they um, instituted in people's lives was, was amazing. Um, I know for me it was, it was fantastic. So they really inspired me to get into coaching. And, you know, I've always loved football. Um, what better way to give back to a sport that I love? Um, than to teach that next generation. Um, so I went to K-State, um, 
after that was a was a student there um and every summer uh coach johnson and his staff would let me come back and um assist at team camps and um you know whatever else they were hosting during the summer kind of get that itch for football you know my 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 uh opportunity to scratch that itch was helping at those team camps um and then i got my start at atchison county um in the in january of 2020 um which is kind of a crazy time to to take a teaching job um you know we're i got two months into my first semester there and uh school was shut down so um that was a pretty pretty interesting start to uh to my uh teaching career there um I was fortunate to, you know, become friends with the, the football coach at the time. Um, and in late uh, April of 2020, he asked if I'd be interested in, in joining the staff as an assistant. Um, so last year, I was an assistant coach. Um, we had some, some shuffling going on during the uh, season, and I ended up becoming the offensive coordinator um, after week two. Um, and then uh, you know, we had a coaching transition um, again uh, in the last school year uh, and ended up taking over the head coaching uh, role in May of last year. So it's been a been an interesting start to my uh, coaching career. Absolutely. That's a great story there, Coach. Uh, well, Coach, let's talk about some of your players. Um, let's talk about um, if they were to go to an – if we were to go to an Atchison County game for the first time, who would be some of the players on the offensive side of the football first off that people should get to know? Boy, uh, all 11 of them. That's who I'd like you guys to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we uh, up front is where it starts for us. Um, you know, we start two juniors and three sophomores up front, which is, um, which is awesome. You know, it's, it's really something that, that we've been looking forward to um, the future with these kids because just the amount of growth we've seen from – um spring or summer camp into fall camp into now you know uh week seven of the regular season has been great so you know uh, starting from left to right we've got uh, canyon toll uh tyler mccray who's a sophomore dalton damon um carter page and then vince webb um those guys are kind of been anchoring it for us up front uh like we like we say every week you know we wouldn't be able to do anything offensively if it wasn't for those guys um and then you know we've got a, a really talented um, cast of, of skill players, um, a couple seniors mixed in there, Landon Brown and Kieran Quarter, um, playing wide receiver for us. Um, Trenton Kimmy, a junior playing tight end, um, uh, Justin Vesser, um, it's a scrappy kid playing wing for us, does a lot of blocking, um, you know, weighs maybe 160 pounds and will just get after it down there. It's always fun watching him on a Friday night. Um, and then in our backfield, our quarterback, junior Bryson Lee, um, who's taken control of the offense this year, has really stepped up and, and been a great leader for us. Uh, and then our, uh, our fullback, um, Colton Myers, who, you know, not your, not your typical uh, running back. You know, he's about 6'3 and 215, 220. Um, so he's a, he's a bigger kid in there. Um, and we spread the ball around to a lot of our guys. Uh, you know, we've got three guys right now. Averaging over 60 rush yards a game, um, we've got receivers. You know, we we can spread the ball to any four of our receivers and feel comfortable with it. Um, quarterback can scramble. Uh, we feel like we're pretty balanced offensively. Well, coach, I can't forget about the defense because they always say you know defense wins championships, right? So, um, how do I know? Maybe some of those players probably play two ways. Uh, two ways. Uh, talk about how some of those players and any new players figure in on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's something our coaching staff says every day. Defense, uh, defense wins championships. Uh, we have a, an assistant coach this year who's who's stepped over from the Missouri side. He's been uh, a coach in Missouri for a long time. Uh, Paul Thomas. He was at uh, West Platte um, before coming over uh, to us. We're you know super lucky to have a guy with that much experience um, on our staff. Uh, but you know, defensively uh, starts with our um, our two inside backers, uh, Landon Brown and Trenton Kimmy, some familiar names there, um, leading us in tackles. <clears throat> Landon right now, you know, as he's playing middle linebacker for us. <clears throat> Landon's about 5'10", and, you know, right now maybe 155 pounds. So not your typical inside linebacker, uh, but he's averaging over 11 tackles a game. 
Um, just a, a smart football player with a nose for the ball. Um, Trent Kimmy is, is playing really well up there. He's a junior. Um, and he's got uh, 55 tackles for us on the year. Um, and then it's kind of, you know, a lot of those same guys that we talked about offensively, Bryson Lee, Kieran Quarter, um, Tyler McRae, Dalton Damon. <clears throat> Our corners have played pretty well this year. Uh, they're, they're a veteran group for us. We have three-year starter in Ty Crossland. Um, and a two-year starter in Matt Worley. Um, so we brought a lot of experience back from last year, which is which has been a big benefit for us. Well, Coach, let's talk about the, your season so far. You guys are 5-1 and one on the regular season. Uh, you guys beat Mar Hill um, a couple weeks ago to uh, clinch your guys' first conference championship in several years in the Northeast Kansas League. Um, just talk about your um, team season overall. I know it's been a – special season for you guys this season just um overall just give your thoughts on your team season so far yeah it's been it's been really great uh you know kind of a, a you know it started out as a dream season for us uh you know as a first year coach you couldn't really ask for much more um but you know our guys at the beginning of the year the first day of practice you know we told them we wrote two dates up on the board we wrote 2011 and 2012 2011 the last year Atchison County has made the playoffs. And 2012 was the last time Atchison County had a winning record. And we told our guys, you know, let's put ourselves in the history books here. Let's be that group that sets the foundation for change here. Um, one, you know, we want to be that group of kids that the younger guys look up to and say, man, I want to be like those guys. Um, so that was really our challenge to our guys all year. Um, and, and, you know, we've really – ran with that opportunity um like you said uh clinched a league title uh two weeks ago with a win over mar hill um which was huge for us um mar hill and atchison county is a huge rivalry a cross county rivalry um and mar hill has dominated us recently um they've won the last seven meetings um up until this year so that was a huge a huge win for our guys um just for for the confidence um getting that monkey off our back of, uh, you know, beating a, a rival and a league opponent and then, you know, winning a, winning a league title. It's really special for these guys. Well, Coach, uh, let's talk about uh, – you guys are still in district play here. Um, you guys have two district games left. Um, this week you guys are at home, uh, last home game of the regular season at least, um, coming up against Republic County. Um, Coach, talk about them on what you've seen from film on them and uh, – what can we expect from this football game on Friday? Yeah, you know, uh, two district games left. Um, you know, we've been challenging our guys. You know, we got to go out, execute, and play our style of football. Uh, we started out a little slow last week. Um, so we're hoping to, you know, kind of erase that and, and uh, start fast this week. But, you know, from a public county, um, they're a power football team. They like to uh, run the ball. They line up in a in a power eye formation, um, and they run a lot of a lot of power at you. You know, pulling two guys and then sending two fullbacks into the hole. So, um, you know, they're going to try and and run the ball um, down your throat. Um, they've got a tight end who's about six four, um, who is is one of their main um, threats in the passing game. Uh, so, you know, we just got to be disciplined. Uh, don't get um, don't fall asleep, you know, uh, worrying about the run game and, and lose a guy down the seam um, or on a corner route, you know, when they're trying to make a play to their tight end. So uh, they're a good football team. Um, you know, we've seen some common opponents. Um, and I think Friday night's going to be – it's going to be a slugfest. Um, I think it's two teams that this is a really important district game for them. We're both 2-1 and one in district play. Um, you know, this this can determine a lot, you know, um, standing wise in the district, whether you finish third or fourth and, and where you, uh, might play your, your playoff game at. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough one on Friday. Um, but one that I think our guys are really looking forward to. Well, I'm lo really looking forward to the game. Atchison County is tied Republic County and Nemahoff Central at two, one of the districts. St. Mary's leading the district at three and oh. So, um, coach, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, joining me for the very first time. Um, Congratulations on your guys' success so far, and um, good luck to you guys the rest of the week in practice, and good luck to you guys against Republic County. 
Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much to Coach Thornburg of the Atchison County Tigers for joining the podcast for the very first time. Here's the rest of the Kansas schedule for you before we take off. Here, Troy is at Jeff County North. Atchison is at Schlegel. Riverside is at Nemaha Central. Royal Valley is at Hiawatha. Wabonsi is at Horton. And then Valley Falls is at Donovan West to wrap up the Kansas schedule. That will do it for our Week 8 pregame show. I want to thank you so much, everybody, for your listenership, for your support. Thank you to all the coaches that appeared this week. Thank you all so much. Without you, this show wouldn't even be possible. Again, thank you all. Enjoy your games this week. But until then, take care, everybody.